Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello and welcome to another Toonami pre-flight where we are making our way through Pace Magazine's top 50 anime series of all time after a brief respite from doing that last week. Uh, today we're going to talk Serial Experiments Lane, which, much like our question of the week, happened right on the cusp of people really understanding what the internet was all about. So uh, we should have some fun looking back fondly on the net yeah. Uh, and then we've got a couple sneak peeks and a new game review. Uh, but first, let's talk Serial Experiments Lane, hmm. which came out in 1998. Ran on Tokyo TV. Um, the rare 13 episode <clears throat> series at the time. Yeah. Usually shows at that time were almost a minimum of 26. And the uh, show that was this um, avant garde was somewhat unusual for the for the time um i think that they knew they were sort of taking that risk when they made the show um but it resonated and people liked it a lot and it was kind of it ended up being kind of a hit so um and it even got some acclaim and stuff over here i remember when this was running back in the 90s and people were saying oh you gotta check this show out you know and then it came over here pretty quickly yeah. Um, I don't think Adult Swim ever aired it. I don't think so either. Uh, I wish we had. Uh, I personally would have put this in my top 10, I think. Maybe my top 20. Uh, I, top 20, I would say for me, yeah. Top 10 just feels like too much of a commitment. I'm not ready to, to jump in there at that point. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the Gil way. Suss it out a little bit more. Min <laughs> max my stats before we how really very, get into it. How very Gil of you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it uh, so it is sort of um, an early ver- vision of the internet back in the '90s. In the '90s, kids, the internet was in its infancy, and uh, there were a lot of fictional explorations of what the possibilities, both good and bad, could be. Nobody ever thought, in their wildest dreams, the internet would end up just being a big library people get lost in and end up screaming at each other. Yeah. But Isaac Asimov figured out the first part, but I don't think he knew that it was going to be people screaming at each other. And, you know, they figured out, like William Gibson figured out it would be a dystopia run by corporations. But I don't think even he understood how complex and weird and in some ways worse the dystopia we actually live in ended up being. Um, So Serial Experiments Lane is about a high school student. She's I believe she's 14. Um and a friend of her, or a classmate of hers, kills herself. And she, along with several other members of the class, get an email after this person's death saying that she's still alive and that she has uploaded her consciousness. Basically, yeah, she's not actually dead. Yeah, that she's uploaded her consciousness to the internet and that she's waiting for them. 
And so... She's Kusanagi. <clears throat> and so it's definitely a horror show. Um, I would say it's it's a science fiction show, but with a very strong element of horror. Um, it's very much influenced by David Lynch and uh, other horror, uh, you know, horror-esque filmmakers. Um, so Lane is a, an emotionally sort of shut down, disconnected from the world kid. Her mom basically doesn't give a shit about her at all. Her sister and just makes fun of her all the time and her sister's like the baby of the family. And then her dad is deeply involved in the internet and computers and he sort of encourages her to do that but also he he is somewhat distant. And yeah, they're not a loving family. No. So Not very emotive. So she ends up getting caught up through a series of events in this mystery of this girl's consciousness and it turns out that there's a larger corporation that's developing a new sort of internet protocol um, and a type of internet that will somehow use magnetic resonances from the earth to connect all types of all forms of communication television satellite radio you know telegraphs computers all of it and eventually their idea is that all of human consciousness will be connected in one larger network so lane oh, facebook so the guy who wrote this code uh, gets in contact with Lane or is sort of stalking her because he wants her to upload her consciousness. He he wrote the code for this new internet, and at a certain point, he basically decided he wanted to merge with the infinite, and he uploaded his consciousness to the internet where he's sort of like a god, basically. And he wants her to be the first non-person you know person that didn't write the code that comes in and becomes a god along with him. So a lot of the show is her being sort of stalked by these men in black who work for this corporation because this guy went rogue from the corporation and they're trying to figure out what the hell happened uh, and they know that she's a person of interest and then she starts developing powers where she can sort of make herself appear in places and make people do things through this weird sort of magnetic resonance internet um, and then also she's not sure if she's sort of losing her mind. Um, so it's a really weird show. You spend a lot of time in her head, basically. And it's a lot of her just walking alone. And you hear, like, there's constant shots of the buzzing um, telegraph wires. <clears throat> that's wave. the thing I remember most about the show is her walking by those telegraph wires. And to me, that's a very David Lynch influence because he shows that all the time telegraph wires with buzzing always means something supernatural in a lynch movie um so it it like i said it came over it did really well they wrote a game a playstation game first and then wrote the show and it was always designed to be a sort of multimedia project where there was a book and an art book and a and a game and the show and they all tied together and the game was sort of uh, dismissed by people because it really wasn't a game. It was more of like a text adventure where you just kind of find you just are reading about stuff that's going on in this corporation. And there are some cutscenes with Lane, but it's not really a game in the strictest sense of the word. It's just sort of more story, you know, um, so you don't really need to worry about the game. You could just watch the show. Funimation uh, released a remastered Blu-ray box set a few years back, like, I want to say five, five years yeah. ago, like a while ago, 
um, which I bought, and that's when I last rewatched it. Um, I really love the show and the vibe, the creepy vibe of it. Um, so let's look at their. This is their Funimation's trailer for the um, DVD Blu-ray edition. Hello, Navi. Hello, Lane. It was suicide. She jumped off a building last week. The teacher told everyone. But if she's... she's dead, then we shouldn't be getting any email from her. Let's all love Lane. You know, Lane, in the real world, people are connected somehow. That's how societies are created. You can live and communicate in both worlds. It's nothing to be afraid of. I'm not scared. Not really. We were partying, Lane, out at Siberia last night, where we saw a girl who looked exactly like you. But last night, medium for communication. Don't ever get it confused with the real world. You're wrong. The border between the two isn't so clear. You don't have to remain a wretched human being forever. Mankind has finally created an exit. So that gives you a little peek at the vibe the dub's not amazing so you might want to watch the sub version although it's not a bad dub it's just sort of it's fine it's hard to read i think it's hard to do a good dub anyway but then double hard when everybody's just sort of talking like this the whole time um and then here's a clip of the show there's not a lot of clips online so this is just sort of the best I could do um, but it definitely shows you sort of what the show feels like so if you like this clip and you think this show's ideas are interesting I would say you're going to enjoy the show so let's check out the clip
thrilling stuff. Creepy. So it's very much about isolation and loneliness and how it can destroy the mind. And one of the few examples of a, of a story like this where the character's version of a happy ending is basically erasing herself from existence. Um, Uplifting. It's happy for her because it's what she wants, but it's sort of a depressing. She basically goes through the internet and can, and she can at a certain point she becomes omnipotent essentially, and she can travel through time, and so she basically goes back through time and erases all trace that she ever existed as a human being and disappears forever into the internet, um, which is where we're all headed. Um, it was directed by Ryutaro Nakamura, who uh, did Kino's Journey, among a bunch of other things, and written by Chiaki Konaka. Uh, Konaka-san also wrote um, The Big O, seasons one and two. So certainly a guy with a lot of experience in writing weird, esoteric <laughs> stuff that I like. Um, but it very much feels like you can totally tell that Konaka wrote it. Um, and Yoshitaka... Abe did the designs for the character. So pretty like talented main cast um, and a just really well-made science fiction horror Creepiness. philosophical thriller. Um, not really like any show I've seen before and a version of the internet, an early version of the internet that uh, ended up being not too far off, although yeah. we're not all becoming gods. But um, So Let's move on to our topic of the day, <clears throat> which is what's your favorite movie about the net influenced by this um, serial experiments lane? So I decided to go with early versions of the Internet because I thought um, it was more interesting than what the Internet is now, which is a huge fucking bummer. Um, so first up is a very early, it's not necessarily the internet, but it's essentially the internet. It's a, it's a vision of what life would be like if everyone could be connected, but you were actually put inside the computer. So ahead of the matrix in that regard, but similar in terms of the basic story structure. Um, you have a main character who gets sucked into basically the internet and is battling programs um so that's of course 1982's classic tron which i fun fact saw in the theater when it came out it was playing at a movie theater that only had two screens the other screen the, the this movie opened the same weekend as rocky 3 and rocky 3 was a massive hit and so the one side of the theater was lines around the block my cousin and i wanted to see tron we went to Tron, and there was literally no one in the theater. We were the only... I was 11 years old, and that's the first time I ever saw a movie in the theater with no one else. <laughs> uh, so probably a clue that the movie was not going to be the hit that Disney thought it would. Um, but it seems odd that you would open it opposite a Rocky movie. I mean, I think they just really thought it would be a hit, you know? Um, also, movies were different than, like, opening weekend wasn't everything. Movies stayed in the theater for, like six months so it would have time to earn money if it didn't open well and they didn't know how it opened for a week it wasn't like yeah 
same day info. Um, you had to have everybody there. <laughs> so Tron uh, did end up becoming a cult classic, though, and has survived through the years and been remastered and, of course, led to the sequel, Tron Legacy, which similarly was a box office um, disappointment. But that then led to a Tron TV show, and now they're talking about another Tron movie. So I think the idea is sturdy enough that it's not going anywhere. I mean, that's the basis of The Matrix and so many other, you know, going into the computer and battling representations of other humans or programs is an interesting idea that I think... Animate a hell of a stand-up arcade game. Yeah. Um, So Tron is the story of Flynn, played by Jeff Bridges, who is a 'er ne'er-do-well who owns an arcade. I should have worn my Flynn's arcade shirt. He was a programmer uh, who worked for this corporation, uh, Encom, and he ended up writing some code that was stolen by the creator of N- by the the guy who now is the CEO of Encom uh, that he then used to create something called the Master Control Program, which is essentially an artificial intelligence. So the artificial control, the MCP lives in this world that's basically a closed version of the internet, uh, and the MCP. Flynn is hacking the MCP and the MCP finds a way to zap him with a laser and convert his atoms into electrons and protons and put him into the the computer where he has to fight for his life. And he teams up with a program written by a friend of his that is a user sort of defense and security program so essentially a fucking cop called Tron so Flynn and Tron basically are making their way to destroy the MCP so the movie was way ahead of its time in terms of using CGI some of the very first uses of CGI in film and its representation of cyberspace and virtual space Uh, and then of course it has a incredibly crazy retro future kind of look to it where everyone where it's almost black and white but then everything's sort of neon colored um it's a look that has endured and people still think looks cool i absolutely love the aesthetic of the movie so i think this is i think this is the beginning of the movie you know weirdly i guess it's disney is why i couldn't find any they HD. scrubbed it all with the yeah. new one i can't find any hd i could barely find hd clips of the new one i think they're scrubbing them both and to, to In get ready for, for disney plus um so uh, this, I think, is the open of the movie. I think that's the thing I could find. So let's let's check this out. Master Control. We kidnapped some military program. 
I can arrange more illegal matches. Interested? Sure. I'd love to go up against one of those guys. Make a nice break from those accounting cream puffs you keep sending me. What branch of the service? Strategic Air Command. Nice. Hey, look. This is all a mistake. I'm just a compound interest program. I work at a savings and loan. I can't play these video games. Sure you can, pal. You look like an astral athlete if I ever saw one. Who, me? Are you kidding? No, I run out to check on T-bill raids. I get out of breath. Hey, look, you guys are going to make my user, Mr. Henderson, very angry. He's a full branch manager. Great. Another religious nut. I'd say welcome, friend. But not here, not like this. I don't even know what I'm doing here. You believe in the users? Yeah, sure. If I don't have a user, then who wrote me? That's what you're doing here. Master Control Program's been snapping up all us programs who believe. If he thinks you're useful, he takes over all your functions so he gets bigger. And if he can't use you, he sends you down here to the game grid to get the bits blasted out of here. What's your name? Chrome. I'm Ram. I'll train you for the games, but... I hope you make it. Hey, uh, what's been going on in the other sectors? You know, I've been stuck here for 200 microcycles. Oh. It's murder out there. You can't even travel around your own microcircuits without permission from master control program. I mean, sending me down here to play games. Who does he calculate he is? Who does he calculate he is? <laughs> uh, so Tron, uh, an enduring classic. I've probably seen it 30 times. Uh, I like it a lot. Uh, and then next up is a less successful film, but a good old college try, and that is 1995's Johnny Mnemonic, starring Keanu Reeves and Ice-T, among others, based on the William Gibson short story, which is a classic. Um, so in the world of Johnny Mnemonic, uh, this is set in what William Gibson called The Sprawl, which is generally the west coast of the U.S., um, so this is a dystopian future in which corporations sort of have ruined everything. Sound familiar? And uh, it's a lot of actually Asian corporations that have sort of bought out. So it's very Blade Runner influenced uh, that have sort of bought out American companies. Uh, and the Internet is has so dominant in everyone's lives that basically people's nerve endings are atrophying because they're spending so much time on the Internet. And as a result... It's not a secure place anymore to transmit information that is of uh, top security, I guess, type information. So now it's sort of gone backwards where if you want to send something top secret, you use wetware, which is you get a human and they have a port installed in their head and the, da the data is uploaded directly to their brain. And Johnny Mnemonic is a courier, so this is what he does for a living. Um, he just takes anybody's information, they upload it, and he takes it securely and gets it to another place. He doesn't know what the information is. He doesn't care. He's just a courier. So this time he gets a huge download into his head. It's like they say it's 300 gigs. It's <laughs> so huge. No human could handle it. And we now know a little bit more about 
memory and you know <laughs> a better idea of how uh, iPad Mini's yeah. worth. Of so he's like, so he has to it, he has to delete some of his childhood memories basically to even fit this memory in his brain. And if it's not deleted within three days, it's going to turn into a vegetable essentially because the information is just it's that three hundred gigs is taking up too much space in his head. So uh, the Yakuza get involved. They kill the people that upload his uh, the information to his brain. And he has a sort of en- an encoding key that he's only got a part of, which is the only way he can decrypt the information and get it out of his head. So it's basically a race for time where he's being hunted by the Yakuza and some other uh, corporate people. And he's trying to survive and get this information out of his head before it gets him killed or before he turns into a vegetable. Um, the story is totally awesome. The movie is not. Uh, it has some cool parts, and they did a pretty good job with sort of the world building, but they tried to turn it into a Hollywood, you know, and it was sort of before The Matrix where people, I think, I think for The, Ma- the Matrix, part of what The Matrix did was really help people sort of maybe wrap their heads around the idea of a virtual dystopia a little bit, and this was sort of before that. They also slow played in The Matrix, so like you're coming... Yeah, you, yeah, you become aware they, of it as they do. It, yeah. This is just like Bam. dumps you in, like yeah. isn't the net nuts? Yeah, and uh, so there's some cool stuff like the the shot there that we have is is a cool representation that they ended up using in another Spielberg movie where he's sort of virtually opening things, and there's some cool stuff like that in there. But generally, it's just sort of a mid grade. Keanu Reeves movie. I hope they remake it. Somebody remakes it because it could be really cool. Um, but it's probably the reason Neuromancer has not been turned into a movie because it flopped uh, when it came out. So let's check out the trailer for Johnny Mnemonic. Good morning. This is your wake up call. The year is 2021. It is no longer safe to transmit information. Phones, computers, and satellites are all vulnerable. But there is a solution. Your storage capacity? I can carry nearly 80 gigs of data in my head. Input the data into the brain of a human courier, like Johnny Mnemonic. Hit me. Fit all that in your head anyway. I had to dump a chunk of long-term memory. You had to dump a chunk of what? My childhood. What are you doing? Making a long-distance phone call. I've got the goods, Ralphie. Now I just want to get them out of my head. Now, in a future... We locked on him. ...where those who control the information control the world... I've been charged with recovering the head of the mnemonic courier. Everyone wants what is stored in Johnny's head. Double cheese anchovies? Rally! Are you waiting for me, Ralphie? Time is running out. I'm a dead man if I don't get this out of my head. If I can get it out. How? A cranial drill and a pair of forceps. For the future's most wanted fugitive.
Keanu Reeves. You can't shoot me. Not in the head. Johnny Mnemonic. I forgot that uh, Takeshi Kitano and Henry Rollins yeah. are in that movie and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's funny. It's similar plot to Elysium, the holding everything in your head. He can hold 80 gigs. <laughs> uh, so then next up, my final choice is a hilariously stupid movie called The Lawnmower Man from the early 90s. I saw this in the theater. And this is mo- this movie's best known as the first representation of virtual reality. Um, it's really more about virtual reality than it is about the internet, but the central point of the movie is keeping the main character of Job. They they, they don't call him Job. Yeah. They they call him, essentially, it's like Arrested Development. He's, he's Gob. <laughs> so they call him Job. But the main character, Job, is a developmentally challenged guy who mows lawns. And he ends up mowing the lawn of Pierce Brosnan, who is a scientist uh, who is working on this next generation virtual reality simulation where people can learn things through virtual reality. So again, like the Matrix. Um, so he sa- he decides to use job in his experiments to see if he can take someone that's developmentally challenged and make them smarter and unfortunately for him and the rest of the world it works way too well and job can't handle the intellectual capacity that he's been giving given so he starts becoming psychotic and killing people and essentially yeah and essentially the movie turns on the idea that they have to keep him trapped in virtual space and not let him access the actual internet or he could take over the world and spoiler alert the end of the movie ends with him thinking he got rid of job and then the phone rings and he picks up the phone and the phone rings all over the world which means job is uploaded his consciousness to the internet and it's all over kids so here is but this movie was terrible and stephen king wrote the short story it was based on and it bears no resemblance to the short story other than the title title. and they actually called the movie they wanted to call the movie stephen king's the lawnmower man and he told them please don't do that it has nothing to do with my story and they said fuck you we paid for the rights to the lawnmower man we're calling it stephen king's the lawnmower man so he sued them and won successfully saying that this story of this movie bore no resemblance to his short story so they needed to take his name off of it uh so but he's keeping the money well i mean they already paid him so the lawnmower man here is i think it's a yeah this is the trailer which is pretty much all you'll ever need to see of this movie unless you want a good laugh from the imagination comes the story of a man Come on, boy, let's go. Grass is waiting for you. With the mind of a child. Yeah, Cybo Man, he came to see me. Cybo Man, comics, right? Yeah, Cybo Man. <laughs> and a doctor. Virtual reality holds a key to the evolution of the human mind. With a vision of the future. I have a game in my house that you might like to play. Would you like that? Yeah. Okay. That was really bad. I have different games. I even have one that could help make you smarter. Now, Job Smith is about to enter the world of virtual reality. Ah, it's gonna hit me! No, 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 Job, just relax. It's gonna be like being up there with the stars, Job. They're going to another planet. 
His mind is like a clean, hungry sponge. I just graduated to the next level, Joe. You're not the one, old man. Oh, you've certainly changed. I don't know how you did it, but I approve. Absorbed Latin yesterday in less than two hours. Where the normal course of events can suddenly turn inside out. You realized, Dr. Angelo, that my intelligence has surpassed yours. The imaginary becomes real. Trying to get inside my head, Joe. You can't hide anything from me, Dr. Angelo. And reality. We have no idea what he's gonna do. Is all in your mind. Pretty fucking hilarious. Uh, those are some of my favorite internet movies. Strong choices. Uh, I also was looking for movies that were of a time uh, when people were just wondering the amazing possibilities of the internet and all of the wonderful and scary things in store for us. And first up is the amazing You've Got Mail, Nora Ephron classic 1998 Tom Hanks Meg Ryan movie that was basically the same movie as like six other movies but with the power of America Online (laughs) Um, so uh, this is a really not amazingly well thought out movie but it does have our former parent company America Online well product placed throughout Um, you've got mail Meg Ryan is an independent bookstore owner in New York City. In New York City. And yeah, Tom Hanks a lot of those. is the is a member of the family that owns whatever Barnes and Borders Noble, or whatever. Yeah. Hanks and Sons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they meet each other through chat room of over 30, which is hilarious. And then they but they don't know it's each other, so they keep running into each other and having this meet cute that's not, but then they do online because your anonymity is yeah. the main thing online. So let's check out the trailer for You've Got Mail and see uh, what early uh, internet dating was all about. <laughs> I turn on my computer. I go online. Welcome. Welcome. And my breath catches in my chest until I hear three little words. You've got, got mail. mail. What is going on with you? Is it infidelity if you're involved with someone on email? This woman is the most adorable creature I've ever been in contact with. Have you had sex? Of course not. I don't even know her. Mm, you mean cyber sex? No. Well, no, don't do it. The minute you do, they lose all respect for you. In a city where everyone's looking for someone, Joe and Kathleen have discovered the best way to meet someone. <gasps> Hi. Is to never meet at all. Email. It's really nothing. I don't know his name or what he does. Look, 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 look. Or where he lives exactly. What? He couldn't possibly be the rooftop killer. What they don't realize. What is that? What are you doing? You're taking all the caviar? That caviar is a garnish. Is they already have. Just Joe Fox. I'm in the book business. I am in the book business. What should I have said? A man who has made my professional life in misery. Tell me something. Really, how do you sleep at night? Fight. Fight to the death. In life, they're at odds. She's beautiful, but 
She's a pill. Online, they're in love. Do you think we should meet? Meet? Oh, my God. I'm going to say hello, I'm going to have a cup of coffee, and then I'm going to split. That's what I'm going to do. Why am I even doing this? Why am I compelled to even meet her? Relax. Just taking it to the next level. Huh. And I'm not going to stay that long anyway. I already said that, didn't I? Yes, you did. No. He could be the next person to walk into the store. He could be... May I please come up? No, I don't really think that that is a good idea, because I have a terrible cold... Did you have an American online account? I did not. Even that trailer just bum brought me down. Just in two minutes, I feel bummed out. Yeah. Now, fuck America online. I always hated them. Hated yeah. them when they owned us. Hated them before, and I hate them now. Same. Uh, next is a slightly different take. And that is The Net, because I don't think mm. we can talk about favorite movies about The Net without talking about The Net. Um, Erwin Winkler's 1998 masterpiece. <laughs> this was a lot of Boomer's introduction to the idea of the yeah. internet, though, because it was a huge fucking hit. Yeah. Sandra Bullock is a systems engineer uh, who lives her whole life on the internet. And her mom has um, Alzheimer's. She, she uses her checking account online. Online. It's like the whole movie is like a cautionary tale of why you shouldn't be online. Um, and then it's a redemption tale. Which, you re- which, you which in fairness, you really shouldn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> her mom has Alzheimer's and uh, sadly forgets who she is sometimes. And so she stumbles upon this like super hacking tool uh, that we'll look at in a second. And uh, it's part of this big conspiracy. And then they just fucking erase her from existence because they can change her name and her address and even her own mother doesn't know because it's is. virtual um so let's check out uh this really late 90s look at what both a systems engineer does and also what hacking is all about Mozart's ghost the hottest band on the internet Software. Yeah, ask me, please. Hello. Hi, it's Angela. Angela? FedEx Ship Software had you signing for that disc three minutes ago. What took you so long? Well, I was having way too much fun with this Mozart's ghost. Well, by the way, I sent you a whopper of a virus for your Hall of Fame. Just be a little careful with the escape button. Look, uh, here's the problem. Pop yourself into concert information. All right. <laughs> Houston Utilities. Um, Dale, I think you took a wrong turn here. Not quite Ticketmaster, is it? See anything unusual? Mm, no, nope. looks like a normal web page to me, except for that little, what's that little icon at the bottom of the screen? Click on it and then press Control-Shift. My God. So, what do you make of all this? Simple, it's a, it's a programming glitch. It's just a futz keystroke that sent you to the wrong internet address, that's all. Last night it sent me to Amtrak Central Mainframe and then the Mayo Clinic, neither of them on the same subnet. 
Angela, I've accessed a system I shouldn't have. If someone gets a hold of that disc, they'd have an awful lot of power. So why don't you just crawl in there, find the program error, and delete it? Not quite ready to do that yet. Look, uh, what's your day like tomorrow? Oh, no. No, 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 no. I'm going on my first vacation in six years. Just made my reservation and confirmed that there are no refunds. Okay? What time is your flight? Twelve. But I have to pack. I'm gonna be a complete mad woman. So why don't you just why don't you just wait till I get back? I don't think so. Come on, why don't you just tell me what this is about? Look, I'd rather not on the phone. Look, I can fly down tonight on my Cessna, be there by breakfast. We'd have five hours. Angela. You know this shit better than anyone? <sighs> fine. Fine, fine, fine. I'll see you at seven. Great. Great. So they finally get to meet. I'll be the uh, the tall guy. Now I'm going to be the one with spineless simp tattoo to her forehead. Bye. Bye. See you tomorrow. Why do I do this? I don't think the Reverend from Deadwood's going to make it. She likes to hang around in sweatpants and an Angora sweater. Yeah. The 90s were a tough time. Yep. Uh, And last is Hackers, uh, which is a so bad it's now good in some people's eyes piece of shit movie from the director of K-Pax some millennials really like this Ian movie. Softly yeah this is it, they're wrong yeah, yeah. it's um, terrible yeah this is one of many really marginal Angelina Jolie choices in the mid to late 90s and she still makes Johnny Lee Miller choices <laughs> as a plastic jacket Blondo, <laughs> but nobody beats Shaggy's braids. Um, this scene that we're going to watch is, I think, written by my mom <laughs> explaining how you use computers and the magic that they can create through the power of the internet. So let's see how they hack this dude's life in some dumb contest. So here's the deal. The chosen contest to hassle Secret Service agent Richard Gill and get one back for Joey. Our decisions are final by a vote of two to one. No appeals. The duel will last until we declare a winner. Use only the dial-ups, access codes, and passwords in your collection. Can't ask for any help from us. Talking to me? Any questions? Yeah. Who's going to notify his next of kin? Just gonna cut the 
bunk's card up like that in front of him? I can't treat the bunk like that. Um, So those are some of our favorite movies. Good Lord. About the net. I love my favorite part, other than having the draw of discs, Mm -hmm. is that they all kept everything longhand in their computer hangers. Yeah. And steno pads. Um, Let's check out Adult Swim Facebook's favorite choices for (laughs) movies about the net. The net. The The Matrix. Ready Player One. War Games. Mm -hmm. Good. Summer Wars. Strong. All good choices, yeah. And then let's see what Toonami Facebook's picks for favorite movies about the net are. Digimon, (laughs) Summer Wars, The Matrix, Tron. Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yeah, pretty solid choices. Yeah. Well done, Facebook's all. Uh, Now we're going to talk about some spots that we're going to be sneak peeking, uh, which you've probably at this point seen. We have... Now, come to the end of the road of Dragon Ball Super, uh, and we have one more topical for its current run, uh, and that will be running tomorrow night at 11 p.m., so let's check out that spot right now. On the next all-new episode of Dragon Ball Super. I need you to throw me, say it! Huh? Oh, yeah! Dragon Ball Super, Saturday at 11 on Adult Swim. Thank you for your service, Dragon Ball Super, and we will never forget you. Uh, and then up next, we have a double episode, or back-to-back episodes, of Dr. Stone this coming week. Uh, so that will be tomorrow night, and let's check out the spots for Double Stones. On the next all-new episode of Dr. Stone. Not too friendly, are you? <laughs> What's wrong with hello or, I don't know, nice to meet you? Shut your mouth. Catch back-to-back episodes of Dr. Stone, Saturday at 11.30. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. It's really just a spot for the one Dr. Stone because it's... An hour of stone power. Back-to-back. Uh, that we're gonna You're going to get stoned to death. Interesting. Uh, and now we have, uh, coming up next week, we have the premiere of season two of one punch man so here's the trailer yeah for one punch man yeah uh, right now emergency evacuation a new monster has appeared in city Act. occurrences of tiger level threats and above are increasing in frequency time to hunt all of these nobodies combined wouldn't be enough to take me down let's find out who's the strongest in here hello my name is saitama What's shaking? I've been waiting for this moment. Come at me, bro. I'll kill you so bad you'll beg for death. Nice. I'm hyped. Killing you is the reason I come. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. The world is chock full of super strong and pretty awful people. Standing up to them is what heroes do. Even if that means doing it alone. Ready for season two of One Punch Man, premiering next Saturday at 11.30. You need a hand or... No, I have to be able to handle this on my own! Okay then, try not to lose. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. And not only do we have the second season of One Punch Man, we have... You thought that was it? That's not it, that's not all. We've got Demon Slayer coming as well next week. And here's the trailer for Demon Slayer. A whole bunch of new shit. Amazing. Can't wait. Right now. There have always been man-eating demons prowling about after dark. That's why it's not safe to go outside at night. 
The smell of blood. <gasps> Nezuko, are you okay? What happened? The demon slayers protect us by killing as many as they can. She's a demon. Hang on, Nezuko. Don't let it take control. Why are you protecting it? She's my sister. She's turned because her wounds were exposed to demon blood. She can't be healed, which means I have to decapitate your sister here. There's a way, and I'll find it no matter what it takes. I'll hunt down the one who slaughtered my family. I promise I'll make everything right. Please! I wonder if... Don't you touch her! Just maybe. These two are different. Demon Slayer. Premieres next Saturday at 1.30. Only Toonami. Kind of fucked up that handoff, but that trailer's That's all amazing. you got. That's all That's all we got for you. We just got a bunch of new shit. You don't need anything else. That's all. That's all you're getting. Thanks for watching. Come back next week, and we're going to have more stuff for you, though. And stick around right now. We're playing some oh, yeah, game, we're gonna, I'm on sure game Humpers. Be, let's be clear. It's probably going to be Call of Duty. I think we're probably going to be blackout. Yeah, and, probably. Um, well, hopefully we'll see you in five minutes. Okay. Or right now. Toonami. Every Saturday night from 11 to 4.30.